I know there's something more. I've built this life that looks on the outside perfect. Yeah, great husband, great mm-hmm. kids, beautiful yeah. family. But inside, there's this undercurrent of not being truly authentic to mm-hmm. myself. And so when I was able to get closer to that through so much deep work, yeah, a lot of you know, dark nights of the soul, Yeah. then everything started to flourish. And it had to become like, I don't care what anybody thinks about this. I just have to do it. It's my the song of my soul. It's my calling. Yeah, I love that. And I have to sing soul. this song. Welcome to Wealthy and Aligned by Human Design, the podcast dedicated to helping you use human design in your business from the ground up. You have everything you need right now to start serving the world with immense value and get paid to do it. In this podcast, I teach you how. Now, let's get into the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. This week, I have Lena with me. So you're going to get two, one, three sacral manifesting generators. And we both have the money line, which is really, really cool. And what we want to talk about and just kind of have a conversation about is shifting wealth consciousness, because that's really what we're doing over here. Hello, Lena. Hello. So happy to be here with you. It's always fun when we're back together. <laughs> it's so powerful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were just talking. We um, use this thing called Zen Mist for our meditation. And she was like, well, it's a lot stronger when I'm with you. Yeah, everything just comes in like, whoa. <laughs> and I'm like, well, that's probably my aura. <laughs> yeah, it definitely is. It's like two sprays instead of one spray. Yeah. <laughs> like you are a spray. <laughs> just by myself. I'm just yeah, a spray. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. The spray, I think you can find it in the show notes, but it's a really um, grounding spray and just, it kind of just opens you up for divine knowledge. I mean, for me, as we were sitting in there doing that, two, well, four teachers came and that's just kind of, I guess, kind of how my gift works. It's, it's like they come in lights. So I could see, I was like, normally there's five. Why is there four? And, and they said, well, because we needed the help from the teachers and the guides. Is that what I said? Guides mm-hmm. for the podcast. So we're really excited that they're here to help us. Yes, <laughs> always. Yeah. Okay. Well, what we kind of outlined for this podcast is what is really how we expand our wealth consciousness. And we came up with three pillars and we're going to go into all three of them. But we were talking about wealth is, you know, your family. Wealth is the relationships that you have and the environment that you're in. Wealth is created through all of those different pillars. So let's start with family. Ah, yes. The true generational wealth. Yes. And that's what we wanted to do the podcast on was generational wealth, because you've had some big shifts in your life. Yes, for sure. And, um, you know, as with all big shifts, it starts with me, starts with me as an individual of being able to bring myself into wholeness um, and what that means for me. Yeah. Yeah. Really connecting with myself and kind of figuring out how I've been, how I've been programmed in all the wrong ways. Yeah and um, coming into more wholeness. And so by doing that, it just allows the people around me, closest to me, family, especially, 
to do that for themselves and for me to see the importance of that. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's kind of crazy how that works. Like when we start owning our gifts and our intelligence and our potential, Mm -hmm. just as a byproduct, the family, I wonder if it's they see... Because I know for my family, it's like they they saw me step into who they knew I always was. Mm-hmm. And they they were just like, now you're safe to be around because all my life I was acting as somebody I wasn't. Yeah. The energy is more integrated. Yeah. It's more organized. Yep. And so by that, it feels safer. Yeah. Yeah. Feels more like home. Yeah, absolutely. Feels more like home. And it always does start with just me, you, the individual. Mm-hmm. It has to do it. I mean, anything other than that is just not foundationally viable. Yeah. You know, it's not even something that you can do for other people. You can't be like, well, I got to do this for myself so that other people around me will see it. Absolutely not. You have to do it for you. Yeah. Yeah, that's so funny that you're bringing that up. I just had a conversation with a potential client, and the underlying theme with this person was everything on the outside looks great. Oh, yeah. But you could just tell that really the back end was not great. Yeah, it's a house of cards. Yeah. 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 Like the anxiety was running her show, the mind was running her show, and... There was no, it was like the mind wouldn't allow her to go into the body because as we both know, the body holds the answers. Mm -hmm. And I even said, (laughs) I think this triggered her, but I even said, do you see how your mind is keeping you from going in to your body? Like Mm -hmm. your body shuts down and you're calling that intuition. (laughs) You're calling the fact that your body is shutting down an intuitive hit. No. That, no, that's not where they're found. Yeah. True, truly, I mean, I'll I'll speak for me. I want you to speak for you. Mm-hmm. But my family came flocking back because of my ability to go into my body and feel safe in there and just yeah. be like, okay, yeah, it's some emotional turmoil. There's some shit we got to look at, but I'm doing it and I I continue to do it and that emanated, I think, off. So it was no longer I was making like decisions and taking action from the scared perspective of there's not going to be enough money, Um, right? Because like literally I started with no money. Mm -hmm. I started just like hoping the creative self-expression in me would be what attracted people, my business would grow, all of the things. And that's why I teach that in the formula. It's like you cannot build a business thinking, oh, my, then then I'll be able to bring my husband home from work. Or mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then, you know, I'll get the respect of my colleagues. Or then all of the things external. You have to start it from being family to yourself. Yeah. Making yourself a home. I mean, because, you know, ultimately we're all antennas. Yeah. Right? And, and it's the frequency running through us. So your body is that portal for that. So if you refuse to go into your body and really feel what's going on there, then everything else is just kind of like at half mast. Yeah. You know? 
So being able to go into your body and being like, okay, well, does this feel right for me? What is going on? What do I need to address? And then taking steps from there is going to be the foundation that lays this fertile soil for everything else. Yeah. Yeah. When do you think you started seeing that with your family? Like you've been doing all that work, all the work. I mean, we could say for a lifetime doing the work. Oh, yeah. But when do you think that you finally became safe enough in your home, in your body, for your family to start waking up in their own lives? I think when I really, like, truly started to be authentic. Um, it's almost sometimes harder when you do have all this perfection going on outside of you, right? Like where you have the story that you've built based on what you what was told to you that society would approve of. Right. And so it's almost harder to let go of that and go, well, I want to be authentic, but does that mean I'm going to lose um, the approval of everyone else? Are they going to see that I have cracks? Yeah. Will I be abandoned? Will I be abandoned? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, mm-hmm. Am I going to lose my attachments? Yeah. And so really when I think about your story of having to come from nothing. Yeah. Honestly, it's like, well, I don't have anything to lose. Yeah. But to go in and really kind of feel my way through this. That's a beautiful starting point, but not everybody wants to get to that point no. of like I've lost everything. I've been completely out of alignment and now I have to choose to go this route. Yeah. So when like for me, I was, you know, not really in a place where I had to do it. Yeah. And so, well, there was a few moments in your life. Oh, (laughs) oh, for sure. For sure. There were a few moments. Yes, definitely. Moving back, you know, decades of, um, I know there's something more. I've built this life that looks on the outside perfect. Yeah. Great husband, great Mm -hmm. kids, beautiful family. But inside there's this undercurrent of not being truly authentic to Mm -hmm. myself. And so when I was able to get closer to that through so much deep work, yeah, um, a lot of, you know, dark nights of the soul, yeah. Um, then everything started to flourish. And it had to become like, I don't care what anybody thinks about this. I just have to do it. It's my the song of my soul. It's my calling. Yeah, I love that. And the I song have to of your sing soul. this song. Uh-huh. Yeah. And whoever wants to come listen, cool for them. If you don't like it, get on another you know, yeah, go, concert. Go, somewhere go, go listen to another station. Go listen to another station. I'm <laughs> tuning this one into me. Yeah. Um, but, you know, in that, what I started to realize is that this is for everyone. So even with my own children, you know, as a parent – you start to want to guide them into ways that looks like success. What does society tell yes. you that will be successful? The box of success mm-hmm. is here. Yeah. You're separate from the box of success. And we all think like, how do I get the kid in that box? Yeah, because we want them to be safe. Yeah. You know, what we think is safe. We want them to be accepted. We want them to be successful, what we quote unquote think is successful. But ultimately, what really came to me through all of this work is they are such individual souls Mm -hmm. and I don't want them to be like me. Yeah. You know, it's, I want them to be them. And what does that mean? And can I let go of what I think is going to be protective for them and so that they will be accepted, Yeah, you know, by societal standards. And it's, it's, it's a lie. I mean, it's really like you're here Mm -hmm. as a parent to really help them flourish and come into the fullest expression of themselves. That may not look like you. Yeah. And that has to be okay mm-hmm. because they came here with specific gifts, a specific way that they're going to serve. And I think that it's my job as a parent to help guide that 
in whatever that way that means for them. Yeah. Not for me, you know. And then when we come together as a family and everybody is in wholeness and expressing themselves as they are, the power of that is exponential and yeah. it's so expansive. And it's so beautiful that we get to be a part of watching it. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, the hard part of that is you have to do your own work, right? And you have to encourage them to do their work. And when they do their work, you might be what was the problem. <laughs> In fact, not might be. The you jig probably is up. are. The jig's up. <laughs> yeah. You know? And you're going to have to face a lot of your own shadows yeah. and your own pain over how you see that you could have done it better. Mm -hmm. But you have to be able to hold that frequency of forgiveness for yourself in order for them, allow them to move into that space for themselves. Yeah. You know, to fully express, you hurt me in this way. You shut me down in this way. You weren't there for me. And your ego will want to fight back and go, well, I was doing the best I could. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I I didn't know. And I, you had it way better than I did. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That's the biggest. And it's like, okay, can you put that down and just hear them, hear them where they are yeah, and let them find healing for those parts of themselves that you very likely took away or you shut down for them? Yeah. You said something beautiful about really it's changing the role that we think we carry for our kids mm -hmm. and for our family, really, the role we think we need to play as a wife, as a mother. And I'll just say, stay with family here, but even with friends, it's like the roles we play change mm -hmm. when you do the work of being responsible for making your self the home, the safety Yeah, for you. Yeah. It just starts there. Yeah, And it's really such permission. Like when I found human design and I looked at everyone's charts I breathed a sigh of relief, like, okay, yeah, they, they've all got everything they need. And I've already seen aspects of their brilliance strictly from the design they carried. Just, you know, forgive myself for not knowing what I didn't know beforehand, but now just knowing they're totally good. They've got mm -hmm. everything they need energetically. Um, they've got good heads on their shoulders. I know their hearts. And now I'm able for them to be someone that they can come share their heart with. Yeah. Fully open. Fully open. Yeah. I think that's, you know, leading from the heart is going to be the biggest thing and helping them to access that truest part of themselves. And when we talk about roles, you know, roles are so tied to ego. Yeah. You know, and really we need to put the roles down and see this child or this spouse, partner, um, as another soul on the soul's journey, and how do you support them in that outside of what you have defined as a role, mm -hmm. right? Because a role is going to limit what you're, how you're able to show up. Yeah. Yeah. A role will always put you in a box. <laughs> Just the word role. It's so, like, rigid. Yeah. Know? And it's you like have to flow and be fluid. It's like you've been given a role in a movie or a play, mm -hmm. and you're trying to be the best role. Yeah. And you're like, wait a minute. I didn't write this script. This no. isn't the one. You all you all assigned me this script. Yeah. This isn't the way I want to live or be or even relate to my kids yeah. or even relate to my husband. Yeah. Yeah. One of the most powerful 
um, lessons I learned was probably from the fourth agreement or the fifth agreement now. Uh And it was really like looking at your life and everyone in your family, right, as we're all sitting in separate movie theaters. Yeah. And the movie that's playing on the screen is the same movie for everyone, but everyone is seeing it very differently. Yeah. You know, we, we see things how we are, not how they are. And so having an understanding of where, how your child viewed you in that scene or how you viewed it or your husband or your, your partner, how they viewed it is all different and mm-hmm. there's room for all of it. But really kind of expanding to see that it's not just how you see it, it's how they see it as well. Yeah. And so much of that is tied into conditioning and the roles that we're playing in each other's mm-hmm. lives. But really having an understanding that we're not sitting in each other's theaters. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's a good one. of life. Yeah. It's that it, – I don't remember what agreement it is, but I think it might be the first one where he says, don't take anything personal. Oh, yeah. Like right there, that watching that movie, you – Taking anything personal is the ego. It's yeah, it's the attack on the ego. Yeah, and it, and when we do that, then the defensiveness comes up. Yeah, and can you put that down? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, truly having the support of a family makes all the difference in how I'm able to come into work. Oh yeah, and come into share my gifts to the world because if I didn't have their support, and I imagine you know not many people do. I mean. I don't know how prevalent family support is or is not, but it it was like I went from not having it to having it. Mm-hmm. And so I know the distinct difference and it would the business would not have worked if I did not have their support. At least it wouldn't have worked as quickly yeah. as it is working like all the moving pieces coming together behind the scenes to really grow us and put us all. It's Really what happened was we all got on the same page about the mission. Like here's the mission, not for how we're going to do the business, how we're going to operate as a family. Mm -hmm. It's the whole mates, you know. Yeah. You become whole mates. Okay. So I don't know that anybody knows really what a whole mate is, but this is a great story. You got to tell it. Well, it was a, it's a lesson I learned from um, someone else when, you know, we were attending fit for service and we were talking about relationships and the different Uh, maybe stages in a relationship. And so this relationship can apply to um, couples. It can apply to friends. It can apply to family. It's beautiful when it applies to family. But, you know, the first uh, level is role mates. Yeah. You do this. I do that. Yeah. I'm responsible for this part. You're going to be – it's very structural. Yeah. And, you know, it it works to a certain degree. Um, But then it's – you know, it it can only go so far. And then when you move into more of a soulmate's – it's like, oh, everybody has their own thing they're here to do, and they need to fully express that as an individual, and how do I support them in that? And that's beautiful, right? And then from there, though, you can move into whole mates. And whole mates is when everybody is showing up whole, yeah. you know? And then you can create a shared vision for where do we want to see this go? How do we want to expand more? And that's where that quantum expansion happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that can be the beautiful evolution of a relationship. Yeah. 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 And let's just talk a little bit about how painful it is. You know, it's not butterflies, rainbows, no. and sunshine. Expansion is painful. Um, letting go of the lower level consciousness, the lower level shadow energy is painful. Oh, yeah. That's why we, that's why we like our mist. Yeah. 
literally All the ways we cling. It's the shift missed because <laughs> anytime shift happens, we cling. We cling to the edges. Yeah. Of what's known. Yeah. And sometimes, I mean, when you're going through, you know, deep transformation, your ego, that part of you that's like, well, I know how to do this. I want to hold on to what I know. I know I want to know where the edges are and I can dominate in this area. Mm -hmm. But to move into a higher expansion of yourself is moving into the unknown. And that can be very, very scary. And it takes a lot of deep breaths. Yeah. A lot of letting go of what is not for you, moving out of the not self into the self. Yeah. But it can be very uncomfortable. It's definitely not rainbows and sunshine. No. It is, it's deep work. And there have been times literally where I felt that I am in so many ways killing myself. Yes. Killing the old self. And that old self, ooh, it's got some deep tendrils. And guess what? It knows all the insidious ways, all your weaknesses, all your cracks. And it will tell you, oh, but you're afraid of doing this. Yeah. You know, you're not, you don't, you don't know how to do that. Yeah. You're not good at this. Mm -hmm. Remember when you thought that, you know, whatever, whatever stories it, ha it yeah. uses from your past. Yeah, it'll bring up anything from like, wow, that was like 20 years ago. Yeah. That's not me anymore. Yeah, you're like, do you know that I'm not six? I'm not. <laughs> you know what else I noticed too is the tone of that voice changes depending on what you used to give attention to. So mm -hmm. if, if the tone is um, like, if it's a little girl screaming, then that's one tone. But then if it's like a, you know, you better do this or mm -hmm. that. Or if it's like a firm, mm -hmm. I guess the, the way to describe it is like firm. Deep. Deep. <laughs> it's like maybe that tone will get her attention. Yeah. It's like they will, the little person inside of us, that little ego inside of us will do whatever it takes to pull us, to keep us where we are. Yeah. Because it feels safe. Yeah. It feels safe to that part of ourselves. It's not like trying to do a mean thing. Yeah. It's just trying to make you feel what is safe because that that's what they think is safe. Yeah. You know, so sometimes it'll take that mean parental tone. It's like, who is this talking to yeah. me? Is that my mother or my father or whoever it was that used to just shame me? Mm -hmm. And you you almost start to just notice there's we have different parts of ourselves that show up, especially when you're doing deep work, mm -hmm. you know, to shift. Yeah. Yeah. To shift. Yeah. To I've had higher. people tell me like, I mean, I thought I was sensitive before and I thought I was empathic before, but now that I'm doing this work, I mean, it has gotten way deeper my sensitivities my um awareness of energy mm -hmm. has gotten way more so the things that you know used to may not even you wouldn't have even thought about twice now that you're doing the work you're like wait a minute this is hitting me way different than it used to mm -hmm. and there's the opportunity you know that trigger yeah Ooh, let's look at it yeah. You know, but it takes some training and being able to separate yourself as the observer of what's happening and seeing the thoughts come in and creating space between them so that then you can choose how you would like to respond. Yeah. You know? Yeah. This work with the family, because I was doing fine all by myself. And then when the family comes in, you have to open up the work that you're doing in relationship. Mm -hmm. So now it's the ability to trust the people who love you the most and you love them the most. And somebody would sit like somebody in the family will say something to me and I'll be like, oh, 
I didn't see what you're seeing. Yeah. And having the ability to trust what that person is saying is coming from love. Mm-hmm. It's and not personal. It's not personal. Yeah. 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 That book, man, he nailed it. Yeah. There's a fifth For agreement. Sure. Yeah. I don't know that I've read that one. <laughs> it's good stuff. Yeah. So let's go into relationships. Okay. And this is like friendships, colleagues. When I think of relationships, I think of um, you. Yeah. I think of, which my friend circle is you. <laughs> <laughs> my friend circle's small. <laughs> because it's just, I only want people in my life who see what I'm doing. And, you know, you don't necessarily have to be like doing what I'm doing. No. But respect that part of me. And honor that and Love root, it. root me on. Yeah. yeah. And I don't think there's, I mean, that's why I did the mastermind with the formula. It's because I really feel like there's not a lot of community Yeah. that you can do this. And I know you're trying to do the community thing too with Serenity Cove. Mm-hmm. Building, um, building community. Building. Yeah. You recognize the difference in, in really if you, if you can feel into your body, right, in a relationship is... Do I feel expansive in this relationship or do I start to contract? Yeah. If you're starting to contract, that may not be where you want to spend a lot of time. Yeah. You know, because if you're here to create and you're here to expand and you're here to move into more of yourself and into relationships that nurture each other, then that's where you're going you're gonna to start to take notice of who's around you. Because, you know, in so many ways, you are the five people that you're around the most. Yeah. You are the five books you read. You are the five shows you watch. Um, and I challenge you to really look at that part of their lives. Who are you surrounding yourself with? What are you watching? What are you allowing into your space? You are that. Mm-hmm. You start to reflect that like a mirror. Mm-hmm. So it's really becoming more wise about how you spend that time and and where you put your energy because, you know, your energy is your greatest currency. Yeah, for sure. I always – I teach this where who am I separate from anyone else? Like who am I separate from when I go to the grocery store and I'm surrounded by the auras of everybody in there? Who am I separate from, you know, Lena? Who am I separate from all the – podcasts and the energy uh, that I'm intaking, maybe the books or whatever, who am I separate? And then then I know when I'm with other people, who I am with those people. Mm-hmm. And then when I get back home or by myself again, then I can evaluate and sift through the energy, be like, oh, okay, did I did I feel like you say expanded? Mm-hmm. Or did I feel like, oh, contracted? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. And I didn't like going to the grocery store. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm going to have somebody else go to the grocery store. I'm really a fan of Instacart. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Anybody that can go somewhere for me and bring me back what I want. I know. It's like trudging through sludge sometimes. (laughs) Like, oh, yeah. Especially when you feel yourself. And that's going back into the body. When you do that as a regular practice, you, I mean, you become very aware of what's around you and what environment you want to be in and don't want to be in Mm -hmm. because you're so tuned in. Yeah. To who you are. Yeah. And your relationships are the network that provides you opportunity or provides you new ideas and provides you different ways of being. Right. You can just observe the environment. In the mastermind, there's a couple of people who said like, oh, that post had me go do this. And that one thought, that one idea curated a whole new 
arm of my business, a whole new way to bring in income. Expanded them. Yes. It expanded them. Yeah. It's the most valuable thing is to be in relationships with people who are doing what you're doing. Yeah. Maybe even a little further along. Even better. Yeah. Than where you are. Yeah. And instead of looking at your relationships as a competition. Oh, yeah. Like when... (laughs) I, I don't know if I've told this story on the podcast before, but I remember when you got the Audi uh-huh. <laughs> and I was like, because that was the car I wanted. I mean, I wanted a car that was like white, like SUV-ish like that, but like super sleek and modern and chic looking. Yeah. We could still get places. Yeah. <laughs> I could still drive and feel like, yeah. like I'm, I got this. But I remember thinking, oh, th- I'm next. Yeah. Right. And that. I tell everybody that. It's like, don't look at other people, even in the rooms you're paying to be a part of. Yeah. Don't look at it and say like, well, they're they're doing something and they're getting this and I'm not. That's the ego. That's the ego. Taking Showing it personal. Up. They even screech a little bit. Yeah. You know, when it's when it's talking, it's like, I'm not. Nope. Whiny. Yeah. yeah. Super not neutral. Yeah. Or throws you in an emotional yeah. wave. Yeah. Like, no. Nope. You go into comparison. Comparison is not going to be the place of true growth. Yeah. You know, it's celebrating each other. That's where big growth can happen. Big change can happen. And someone once told me, too, that really it stuck with me is go run your race. And when you're running your race and you're like, ooh, you're in the flow of that run of your race, look around. Who's running with you? Those are your people. Mm. Those are your people. Yeah. And don't compare yourself to somebody else's journey. Like, no. I love that description of... It's a thief of joy comparison. Yeah. 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 It's a big part of the the think and grow rich. Or no, wait. It's the science of getting rich. Mm. Anytime you're comparing, you're looking online and seeing what that other person's doing, what goals they're hitting, what results they're getting. Yeah. And then you come back into your own brand or your own life and you're like, then you're making decisions based on what you're comparing Oh, you saw happen yeah. instead of, and that's all from the mind, mm-hmm. because the mind will have you be in competition, like yeah. as a way of getting somewhere. Yeah. Instead of, I mean, we were raised with it too. Yeah. Like we were just raised with it. But instead of just going, okay, wait a minute, where am I in my journey? Mm-hmm. What's my next step? Yeah. And, oh, that's great. Who So-and-so made 12 million. That must be next for me. Yeah. If it's possible for them, it's possible for me. Yeah. 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 And comparison, you know, and trying to build your business or who you are based on comparison is like like holding a bag of rocks and trying to run up a hill because that's limiting you to the fullest expression of you. Yeah. You're not going to do it the same way as someone else. You're not supposed to. Mm -hmm. You're supposed to do it how you're going to do it. So whenever you find yourself moving into that space of comparison and, oh, they're doing it like this. Why am I not? That you're cutting off your creativity. Yep. You're cutting it off. Yeah. For how you could fully express. Yeah. And that's how your wealth consciousness expands is by using your own creative energy to go light the world up. Yeah. With that. Yeah. No one has what you have. No. Based on your stories, your hero's journey, your path, no one has what you have. Yeah. It's a unique gift. Mm-hmm. It's a unique gift. Yeah. And so whenever, yeah, I encourage people, whenever you're doing that, stop, create that space of observance and come back to center and use your body. 
to figure out what lights me up, what feels the most joyful. That's your, that is your true, that's your North Star. Yeah. That's where all the, the wonderful things come from. The growth happens. Yeah. I always like to say, because the sun gate's like 70% of our aura, I always like to say like, okay, is what I'm feeling leading me in mine's 29, so it's commitment, is that leading me towards commitment? Or is uh. that pulling me back into shadow? Right. And so for me, half heartedness. Mm -hmm. So if I'm comparing myself to someone else and I'm using my relationships to base my journey, then I'm half hearted in my own. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Then I'm not committed to my soul's evolution and the way my soul came to express. Yeah. Yeah. And it'll just pull you out of the yeah. money that's waiting for you because of. Mm hmm. Yourself. Yeah. Your highest self. Yeah. Yeah. And then the third one, the third one we can go into is the environment, mm. which when I was coming up with this uh, whole outline, we were, you know, basically coming out of a, a meditation and she said environment. And I know for me from the very beginning, I looked around my home. I looked around where I was going to be in my office. I looked around my car. I looked around, looked at like the drawers and the closets. Like what is my environment reflect of my whole being right now? Mm -hmm. It's an outward expression yeah. of you. Yeah. yeah. And your kitchen's um, environment, which is so fun. You have this, just this natural ability to just make every environment so it feels like home it feels like welcoming it feels like oh she's thought of i need a q-tip at this moment at this time she's thought of it because there it is yeah. there's a q-tip <laughs> and not maybe not the pointy ones you know the soft edged ones <laughs> oh and i even liked i even like you know with the airstreams i even like that she uses this cleaner and you know what i mean it's like all of the things you've thought about all of them yeah yeah but you've always known some way that the environment is really key. Like you've always been really good at the way you've put your houses together, the way that you've kept your environments. Well, it's because it's based on a feeling, right? And it's based on how do I feel when I'm in here? What are the things that draw my attention? And those little details kind of create a space where you can, your nervous system can relax. Yeah. And that's what it's, it's always done for me. It's like, I do like order. You know, I like things to be in order, but I also realize that I need flexibility in an environment, just like nature. You know, nature is not perfect all the time, mm -hmm. but it flows and it induces creativity and relaxation. And also, I mean, it, it's an outward expression of you. So if the outward expression of you feels chaotic, then there's something to look out inside. Mm -hmm. You know, where am I chaotic? How many junk drawers do I have? And do I need them all? Do I need them all? And do I even need the junk that's in there? I mean, that can be indicative of your own inner conflicts. Yeah. The things you need to let go of. And when you can simplify things on the outside, then it starts to reflect what's going on inside. Yeah. You know, so that just builds. But I've always loved creating space because it just, it affects how you feel or anybody yeah. that comes into my space, how they feel. Yeah which is so important. And I think sometimes we really discount feelings. We really weren't taught to trust feelings. In fact, that was something it's like, don't, you're just, it's just a feeling. Yeah. And it's like, oh my gosh, that is everything you're feeling yeah. is your frequency. Or you're too sensitive. Yeah, you're too sensitive. And, yeah. you know, you're, you're constantly going off 
what you feel. So then it's probably not concrete and it's not reliable, mm-hmm. you know, but it's the most reliable thing you have. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. I think, um, I know for my open identity, I have to be in an environment that is orderly, that oh. is organized, because then I feel like I can make an organized mm-hmm. decision, take organized action. Yeah. You breathe differently. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just there's there's more spaciousness. There's more calm. Yeah. To make decisions from and to feel from. Yeah. I even remember when I was deciding to remodel the home, it was one of the first things I wanted to do because I just knew that this environment is does not reflect me inside. Oh, yeah. I remember you saying that. Yeah. It, you were doing all this deep work and it's like, this isn't, yeah. this does not feel good to me. Yeah. It was almost painful mm-hmm. to be in that and be like, well, this is not how I feel. Just like when I got a new car, it was like, this is me. This is how I feel. Yeah. I feel like an Audi Q5. Yeah. It's like bringing it into <laughs> resonance. You know, this, yeah. is, uh, this is dissonance. Yeah. Whatever is going on in this environment feels like dissonance. Yeah. And how do I come into resonance? Yeah. And one of the ways I noticed it really, I mean, it's crazy how this happens, but expanded my wealth consciousness Mm -hmm. was putting things in my environment that reminded me of where I'm going. Yes, for sure. So like if you can't just totally remodel your home, then what can you do? Do you need to change a picture? Do you need maybe get a new couch? Yeah. Can you create a corner? Yeah. That feels soothing to you. Yeah. With things you love and things that when you look at it, you feel gratitude. And let that be like this one corner that just starts to expand. Yeah, that's huge is the gratitude part. Oh, gratitude, And I yeah. would sit in my bed and and to me, it was just like a dingy. This is the way I would describe my environment before I remodeled. It was like dingy. Mm-hmm. and I, But I would be like, all of this is keeping me safe. It's keeping me warm. I'm so grateful that I have such a, that I even have a place. Mm-hmm. Thank to, you for this pillow that's yeah, so yeah, <laughs> comfortable. Yeah, yeah. And as you grow in your wealth and you've got more money in the bank and you've got more opportunity that you can see coming, then it's, okay, now find a deeper layer of gratitude because it's easy to lose sight of what you're grateful for when you've already hit big numbers. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, well, yeah, but now I want more. Mm-hmm. And that's the ego. Of course, the ego is going to want more. But the you today versus the you 12 months ago, you would have killed to be the you today yeah. 12 months ago. Yeah. So remember that. And remember that it's like I was telling somebody on the on the call yesterday, forgive the journey because it's just the journey to get you where you are right in this moment. And without it, you wouldn't be in this skin, yeah. in this comfortable place truly your body, which is home. Yeah. Yeah. It's all perfect. Yeah. Right. My environment is shores. And I know that and and I love where I live because I can go to the ocean quickly. You can go to the mountains quickly. You can go anywhere quickly. But shores is really about calling people from all over Ah, in this welcoming space. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When I'm in the shore environment, expansive it's like crazy expansive it's like wow this feeds my aura yeah my aura feels nourished a hundred times bigger Mm -hmm. than it naturally does and I have a big energy anyways it just feels like oh I could do I could do so much here (laughs) that's what it feels like yeah 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 so we talked about 
the family, starting with the self. We talked about relationships and environment. Now let's go into how we do that, how we really curate the family, the relationships, and the environment to be the bigger expression of ourselves. Well, I mean, the thing that I always go back to is like, you know, whenever there's something that seems really insurmountable, like, well, how the hell am I supposed to make myself whole and then help my family to become whole and then do the relationships and do the environment? And the answer is like, how do you eat an elephant? You know, you take one bite at a time. Mm -hmm. And starting with yourself, like how, here's the question, how do I get closer and be more intimate with myself? How do I do that? And really, it's just taking time to sit and be still and to listen, whatever the practice looks like for you, that works for you. Yeah. It can be different for everybody. You know, for some people, it's meditation. Maybe it's breath work. Maybe it's nature. Like, how do you just cultivate an intimacy with yourself? That's going to be the first bite. The first bite. And that bite might take you a couple of years to chew. Yeah. And then you're like, I just eat this for days, you know. Oh, it's all I want to eat. It felt like for me, like I was doing bites of me for three years. Oh, yeah. And sometimes that's what it takes. Yeah. Ten years. I don't know. Whatever. Mm -hmm. Whatever it takes is cultivate cultivate that intimacy with the self. And once you're able to do that, you know, your light just starts to bright, shine brighter. Your magnetism increases. Um, people are looking at you like, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, and it's like, oh. Actually, what I'm doing is cultivating a relationship with myself. Yeah. It's actually pretty boring over here. It's, there's yeah. lots of dark, night, dark nights of the yeah. soul. There's lots, lots of tears. Crying <laughs> into your pillow. <laughs> lots of lavender and sage. <laughs> Epsom salt baths. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever it is for you. It's not vodka. I can tell you. There's it's a, here's a hint. definitely not vodka. That leads you further away from yourself. <laughs> yeah. Alcohol and I have broken up. Yeah. There's a whole new shift happening over here. It is not a nourishing relationship. You can try it, you know, but yeah. it's just numbing. I mean, that in itself, just taking the bite of yourself will lead to the relationships that yeah. are nourishing, that are the ones that you've really been looking for. I remember thinking like, knowing that you're the culmination of the five people that you hang around with thinking, damn. I don't have any people in my life mm -hmm. who are where I want to be for free. There ain't just no people hanging around my oh, life yeah. like yeah. that. And I, I had to pay and be in rooms. That's okay. With those people. And that's why I created the mastermind. I was like, yeah, this is going to be, yeah, you pay to be in here because you don't have anybody in your life doing what you're doing. There, yeah. I don't know anybody else in my life living in the human design experiment except for you. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense, though. I mean, that makes sense, like, even with coaching. It's like, okay, well, if you don't have these relationships readily available to you, you know, you can find places and people that are emanating that light that you want to be closer to, that that is more in alignment for you. When you do that, then you start you start magnetizing people into your life to create relationships with. I mean, the thing that you want in a relationship, you have to go be yes. first. Yeah. If you're operating from a standpoint of fear and lack and scarcity and whatever, whatever the lower vibrational is, you're going to attract more of that. You're going to attract more of what you're putting out. The more that you have, you create that relationship with yourself and it becomes very beautiful and nourishing and warm and it lights you up, then all of those, the other people around you are going to start kind of filtering in. 
at that point, it's up to you to say, is this something that uh, allows me the space to expand or do I find myself contracting? Mm -hmm. Maybe that's not one of the five people in your group. Yeah. You know, and so the first is the self and then that builds the the, uh, fertile ground for a relationship, you know, for friends or whatever it is. And hopefully it's family. And if it's not, then you create your family. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay, too. But that's where the relationships are built. It has to start with yourself first. The work you do cannot be for other people. It just can't because if you if the work is for other people, it's because you're looking for what other people want from you. Mm, that's so good. Yeah, it's not for what you want for you. Yeah. That's going to be the truest part of you is what do you want for you? Yeah. And as you're developing this relationship with yourself, you will see the people fall away. Yeah. The environments fall away. Yeah. And that's okay. There was no, there was no room in my life for hanging out at happy hour bars. No. That environment was not, like we were saying, resonate. It did not resonate with me. No, it becomes very painful. Yes. To be in environments where you're contracting. Um, And pretty soon when you have that relationship with yourself, you're like, no, we're not doing that anymore. Yeah. It's nothing personal to the people that want to go do those things that's they're on their journey that's okay it's it's not looking down on it it's just this isn't for me and that's okay mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. i'm being okay with that it's it's there's no room for there to be really feeling guilt in that what are you guilty about that you're trying to nourish yourself it makes no sense yeah remember you were telling me something one time we were hanging out you said um something about and you'll have to tell me if i'm saying it wrong but it was I'm not sorry for not being the person you thought I was. Oh, yeah. It's not my responsibility to be the version of me that you have you have made of me, that you yeah. built for me. That's mm-hmm. not my responsibility. Mm-hmm. I'm not here to do that. Yeah. I'm actually to be the version of myself that I came here to express. And the beautiful part about this that I just stumbled upon with this money line was the more you you are, mm-hmm. the more money you create. The more magnetic you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. In all areas. Yeah. You know, in wealth. And wealth applies to different, many different areas. Love, abundance. Is health. Health. All of that. Yeah. It's the gateway. Yeah. I've even heard from some of the clients um, in the formula, their health issues are clearing up. The way they eat is changing. Mm-hmm. And that's all because you're just tuning into you. You're coming into alignment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The other things just fall away. They don't, you naturally don't want to do them. When you start to clear the blockages that you're holding literally in your tissues yeah. and in your body, in your frequency, then everything else starts to flourish and open up health wise, body wise, relationship wise, yeah, money wise. Yeah. And the love that you can achieve external from yourself goes beyond anything that you could e- your mind could even tell you was possible like yeah. the love i have with my family and with you as my soul sister is beyond anything i could have ever imagined and yeah. the the community that we're creating in that mastermind the community that we're creating at serenity cove it's just beyond our wildest dreams. Yeah. And it all started because we decided to be authentic. Yeah. And everything you've just described, right? The relationships that you have with your family, with me, with um, your environment, it was the unknown at one point. Yep. Yes. And so if let that be um, the reason that you're not afraid of the unknown, 
that's where all the good stuff is. Yeah. You know, it's it's letting go of the edges because it's better than you could possibly have imagined with your mind. Yeah. And it will surprise you. Yeah. I'll finish with this one thing I read. I was reading this book by Grant Cardone. I think it was in the 10X book. And he said, if you have bigger problems, that's a good thing. Oh, yeah. Because you are now expanding. And of course, there's always going to be something, a challenge to work yourself through. But that's a good thing. That's a good problem to have, to stretch and to grow. So I always think of that because... The growth is never done. The deconditioning work is never done. The releasing of the shadow is never done. And anytime you're sitting in shift, (laughs) anytime you're sitting in shift, just remember. Let that that shift go. (laughs) Let that shift go. (laughs) And then on the other side of that is everything you've ever wanted. Yeah. Everything. And all the things you didn't even know you wanted. No, it it will surprise you. Yeah, you thought you started the business because you just wanted to get away from corporate and mm-hmm. you know get out of your soul sucking career. But what's on the other side of that is a beautiful transformation, yeah, personal growth, and relationships and opportunity that you just didn't have before. Yeah, absolutely. I love you so much. I love you too. Thanks for coming on with me. Oh, anytime. I love these. I love these conversations. I mean, the conversations we have, we always say, oh my gosh, people should hear this. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) These are the conversations we have just in a yoga shed, just her and I. Mm -hmm. Deep, deep conversations. She, Lena is also a support coach in the high frequency formula. You can access Lena and everything. Where can they find you? Uh, SerenityCoveTemecula.com is my main hub. Um, and then Instagram, Instagram, same Serenity Cove Temecula or Empathic Integration. Yeah. Um, to do deeper work. Yeah. All right, my loves. I am inviting you to apply for my last round of private coaching. This opportunity to work together intimately over the next four months will not be available long. The perfect candidate has seen some success in her business and for whatever reason cannot replicate it and you want to. You are familiar with human design and by no means you're an expert and you know the missing link to your replicated success is finding your secret sauce of magnetism. You have a desire to call in abundance without hustle and because you know the work you do has the potential to change the world. So get on an application call today and find out how we can use your wealth energy profile to skyrocket your sales and put you on track for sold out in 2023. All right, everybody, until next week, cheers to staying wealthy through alignment.